It's time for the Finkelcast NFL Best Bets Contest. A contest of such little merit that you probably didn't even realize we didn't have a podcast last week. Featuring, he's got a list, he's checking it twice. If the band's name isn't hipster enough, it certainly isn't nice. It's Colin Burke. Plus, the weather outside may be frightful, but the strong-ass drinks where he works are always delightful. It's the GM of the Vintage Bar downtown, Jack Anchelis. And now, no clever rhymes for this guy because he really is a Scrooge Mc... Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did there? Quack quack! It's your host, Joel Finkelman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Finkelcast NFL Best Bets Contest. Let's see, a crazy in-studio edition of the Finkelcast. All three of us present and accounted for a unofficially sponsored by Surly Wet Edition late night podcast here. Loving it. And joining me now is Colin Burke and Jack Anchelis. Uh Let's go. Colin, how you doing, buddy? Doing real well. Fresh off uh, I-94 back here in Madison. Yeah, you're talking like you're on NPR, so that's that's going well for you over there. Jack, how you doing? I'm good. I would just like to start out right away by comparing notes that I have to what Colin has. Wow. Okay, so if you're watching on YouTube.com slash JoelTheF, which uh, you can do, you can subscribe there. You'll see our Twitter handles on the bottom of the screen, which should be right about here. And, uh, yeah, that's at Joel Finkelman, at Colin Kuberg, at Anchelis. Uh Yeah, you can see their notes and Jack eating and all that fun stuff. Jack, you may need to pull the mic a little bit closer to you when you do talk, just as a heads up. So, it's a it's a late-night podcast here on Christmas Eve Eve. Eve? Eve's Eve? Right? Eve's 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 Eve? Eve. Well, it's three Eves. Yeah, Eve's Eve's Eve then. Whatever. It's a couple days until Christmas. And uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. I apologize for that, but uh, we're getting around to it. So uh, we're doing week 16 here. Uh, So let's go what we usually do. And this is where Colin tells us uh, how bad we all are. Well, looking back at last week, I went four four and one. So felt pretty good about that. Yeah, screw you. Jack, three one and one, got one push. Joel followed that up with two pushes and two losses to finish one. Two and two. I just want to say for the I'm record. I'm sorry. Yeah, one, two, and yep. two. I just want to say for the record, nobody in this contest, in the history of this contest, has gone one, two, and two before. So I'm pretty happy to have a uh, to, to have a scoregami over here. Um, good on me. That's all I'm going to say there. What's the overall records? Overall records, uh, Jack, uh, in the rear, 35, 37, and three. Joel, you are one game ahead of, or a half a game ahead of him, 35, 36, and 4, and myself way out in front, 41, 31, and 3. All right, Colin, man, this beer, you can really tell that the hops were wet. You can they, really... They are indeed. You can so really, wet. really tell. All right, so basically this is how it goes. We each pick five games against the spread, keep track of it against the year, as we just did, and uh, pick out a winner. Colin essentially has already won. It would take something pretty... He would have to go 0-10, and, and then Jack and I would have to go something like 6-4, and 4, uh to win judging by my historical performance in fantasy sports it's definitely possible yeah that's fair that is very fair so <laughs> let's let's here's hoping for that to happen uh all right let's go ahead and uh normally we'd have colin go first and uh and and we'll we'll get there we'll get there with the second pick but i think we should just go ahead and get the first pick out of the way uh we all have one game in particular this week we all have the minnesota green bay game 
I'm going to go out on a crazy limb here and say that we're all taking Minnesota. I am. Jack? I'm not. No. <laughs> no. I, I certainly guys, am. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Okay, well then, screw it. You guys go. Call it. Uh, no, I'm taking the Vikings minus nine. I'm right there with you. Oh, what? what? <laughs> oh, Jack's not. Yeah, Jack is Jack, the one who's here, the dude. wild card here. Uh, this seemed like a no-brainer. Can you guys guess how many touchdowns Brett Hundley has thrown at Lambeau Field? He's thrown zero. zero. It's zero. Yeah. It's zero. Yeah. He has yet to throw a touchdown. His home road splits... At home, he has zero touchdowns, five interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 57.2. On the road, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 97.6. He, he doesn't like playing at Lambeau, which is a really good thing to be if you are the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. It's also, you know, if you're a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, not being able to play good at football at Lambeau is, is definitely going to help your long-term career. So, uh, yeah, is that is that why you're picking, or do you want to... I, well, that and the Vikings need to win their final two games to lock up a first-round bye. Uh, no team since, I believe it was 2004, has gone to the Super Bowl without that first-round bye. Mm-hmm. Or has won the Super Bowl without that first-round bye. Okay, okay. So, you're just Vikings all the way. Vikings all the way. I'm I, with you. I hope not, but... Weren't the Packers the wild card, like, five years ago? That was uh, that may have been the last ago? time. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jack, pull that mic towards you, buddy. Nine, uh, that was nine years ago. Um, so, it was in 2010? Oh, it was 2010. Seven years ago. Seven. Okay. That's fair. Uh, okay. So, I'm also taking the Vikings, mostly because the Packers season is over, and they're not going to care, and all their starters are gone. Aaron Rodgers, gone. Devontae Adams, gone. Nick Perry, probably not playing. Clay Matthews, probably not playing. Wouldn't be surprised if David Bakhtiari only plays like a half. Um, it's going to go down from there. And trust me, Jason Spriggs, he's pretty good. So that's going to work out pretty well for the Packers. Um, I think the Vikings will want every bit of dismantling the Packers in their home building. The crowd is going to – I wouldn't be it's, surprised if the crowd's going to be like 40 to 50% Vikings it's fans. It's veering dangerously close to a Vikings home game. It, it might be. And honestly, it's going to be 11 degrees. If you're a Packer fan and your season's over, why the hell would you want to go? I don't want to go. Oh, wait, Jack, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great for you. <laughs> that is the only reason why I picked the Packers, is so that I have something to root for. Oh, so at least Not it's being positive. a natural Packer fan, I want to be the best home field attendee that I can be and root for the Packers hard. Wait, are, wait, are you a you're a Patriots fan, right? That is correct. Ah, thank you for reminding I me. I may or may not be wearing my Marty B. Patriots Super Bowl jersey into Lambeau Field. Wow, total troll move. <laughs> it might be under a couple layers, but it'll be there. I'll know it's there. It's there in spirit. Yeah, by the way, I'm really sad what happened to Marty B to end his season. So that was a really sad day for me. You know, at least the Patriots are on the hook for like $20 million more million. It's cool. Yeah, good on yeah. them. Yeah, well, yeah Whatever. They're able to do it and still be amazing, and we can't spend any money in free agency and be good. So that's it's okay. I'm not bitter or anything. No, not at all. Uh, all right. So I thought we were going to one, two, three there. Easy. But uh, nope. <laughs> by the way, we've had four <laughs> games this year that were consensus picks total. And most of them came early in the year. That's right. I believe we were, what, one and three in yeah. those consensus picks? <laughs> yeah, which isn't surprising as well. Last year, though, we had a ton. So I'm honestly surprised that we only have four this year. All right. So we've each picked one game. So that means, Colin, you're back up. Week right. your second. Uh, a theme that I look for when making my picks this week was teams that still have something to play for. And Detroit still definitely has something to play for. They look to keep their playoffs hopes alive. Hosting Cincinnati, Detroit is minus five. Uh, I'm going to take that. This is uh, the two worst rushing teams, so I'm going to trust that Matthew Stafford gets it done against a Cincinnati team that has packed up and gone home. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize I was looking down at my french fries over here. Um, what? Uh, name me something that Detroit does really well. Uh, collapse. 
<laughs> on the football field, like like a thing they do well, not not something they suck at that they do. Or they like uh, win close games at the end. No, I mean no. The answer to this question is I don't know what it is. I mean they don't run the ball very well. No, they certainly don't. They're the second worst uh, rushing team yeah, in the league. Stafford is pretty banged up, so he isn't throwing the ball as well. They're not but, playing great defense. But that's, they don't. Like, that's Matthew Stafford's resting state is banged up. I know, right? So don't worry. One of these years, he's going to put it together, guys. So is Jay Cutler. So mm. is every person who's I injured mean, all the time in the Jay NBA. Jay Cutler did put it together against the Patriots last week. So yeah, uh, for his one one game Super Bowl of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I did not pick this game, uh, Jack. I have no idea what games you picked because we didn't talk about it ahead of time. Even yeah. though we're in studio, so did you pick this game? I did. Okay. I also took the Lions. <laughs> sure. Um, on the flip side here with the Bengals, Marvin Lewis is he's done. The Bengals announced that he's out and moving on. He said Wait, he still he wants retired. to coach football. No, he retired. He said no, he, he retired. said he was stepping down. That's not what he I... He wants to coach, but I don't... Yeah, and then somebody asked if he wanted to stay with Cincinnati, and he said, sure. If oh, they're going to pay him, I would too. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> there's all of that going on in the locker room. Who knows how invested he is. I mean, he's never really great anyway, so I'm going to bet against that. Seems and like a safe I bet. I guess that means I'm taking Detroit. You know, honestly... Uh, this is another game. There's there's a game that I don't think either of us picked. Actually, maybe. I don't know. Uh, did anybody take the Chicago-Cleveland game? Jack, did you take that one? I did. Of course he did. <laughs> so, I don't know why you would do that. So here I am just saying something out of my ass and it ends up being wrong. Anyways, uh, I was going to say, so there's like these two games this, this week where both the head coaches are just totally pretty much the same person. So I feel like it's the same thing here. You got Jim Caldwell and Marvin Lewis. Like, they're both craptastic coaches who probably should go, but whatever. And someday they will. Uh, I guess one of them is now, and maybe Marvin Lewis in the future. Bears coach, Cleveland coach, probably both gone. Anyways, I do not have this game, um, mostly because I feel like every time I've bet on Detroit this year, they have somehow let me down, no matter which way I bet for or against them. So we're moving on. Uh, Let's see, you guys both have two games. I have one, which means I'm next. I'm going to go to one of my upset specials. I have two of them this week. Um... Oh, hey, Frank Kaminsky's on the TV. Anyways, getting distracted here in the studio. Let's see. I have the Atlanta Falcons plus five and a half on the road at New Orleans. Atlanta um, is a really strange team this year because uh, I feel like at the start of the year, they were pretty horrible. Pretty much everybody wrote them off. They're, what, nine and five now? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, it is a good football team, and if they can put it together, they have probably more talent than anybody else. They have a really good run game, really good passing game, and a quarterback who occasionally decides to actually hit a receiver on target, so that's pretty good. Um, I, I just, I guess the thing about New Orleans that scares me is like they just they just had struggle closing out the Jets last week. I mean, that's the Jets. Now they're playing against Atlanta. I know that New Orleans is home, but Atlanta plays in a dome, so I mean, it's not exactly like a ton of difference there. Um, I feel like these matches matchups between these two teams are generally pretty close. So I'm going to go Atlanta plus five and a half. I feel like that's a lot of points. Um, I think everybody's just a little going a little crazy for New Orleans just because they're able to complete some screen passes every game. And that basically is 90% of their offense. So uh, let's see. Colin, you do not I have I did not, but I did some quick back of the back of the napkin math here. You are 0-3-1 when picking Detroit, so it's right for you to stay away from that one. Uh, how are you keeping track of all this crap? I'm 0-3-1 on Detroit? Right here. I got it all right in the book. That's nuts. 
You should take a better stance than I am. This is my thing. <laughs> Anyways, that's awesome. Okay, I got it. Good to know. I wish I'd known that earlier in the year. So, all right. Um, I'm at two. So, Colin, you are back up. With I, uh, yeah, hold on here. Side oh, oh, well, I'm sorry because we didn't have a pre-show yeah. meeting because you were too busy. You never asked. But I'm I, sorry that he was going to McDonald's to pick you food. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. I've worked two different shifts and for a billion hours already today. I've been here since five in the morning. So, blah, blah, blah. All right. Jack, what right. do you got on that game? I took the Saints. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, they have two Pro Bowl running backs, and I feel like they're going to get up early and kind of salt the game away. And I don't trust the Atlanta Falcons in their uh, comebacks or non-comebacks. They seem to be on the wrong side of comebacks. Wait, you mean you don't trust the Atlanta Falcons in big situations against big opponents? To, to close away a, a lead? Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't trust them? I no. Don't. Weird. I can't imagine why that is. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, look, I could easily see New Orleans blowing this game wide open. I just, I don't know, man. For some reason, I'm feeling like Atlanta's going to start turning on late season. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl again, and we're going to have a rematch, and then something crazy is going to happen, and New England's going to win again. So that's uh, that's my early guess there. All right, so Jack's got three. Colin's got two. I got two. So Colin, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus nine and a half at Houston. Houston has uh, packed up shop for the year. I don't really care that Antonio Brown is missing. I think Pittsburgh's offense is too explosive to be shut down by a Houston defense that has rapidly faded from how good they were at the start of the year. The Steelers are 10-1 and in their last 11 games against backup quarterbacks, and that one loss was to Dak Prescott when he was a backup. Wow. Uh, the Texans are the NFL's worst scoring defense, and they're right on track to allow 5,000 yards. Oh, that sounds good. So I think I think the Steelers are able to run away with this. I one. would assume the Packers' uh, defense is mm, on right pace there. to give up about 6,000 billion yards somewhere in there. I think the Packers are thanking the Texans for being the worst. Man, that's rough, dude. Packers suck. We should talk about that after all this is all these picks. Uh, all right, all right. So Pittsburgh minus nine and a half, big spread there. Unlike the front office, we will hold Dom Capers accountable. Yeah, yeah. I think he's coming back. I'm telling you right now, that's my hot take. As do I. I will squat on that take. <laughs> this will be a barstool podcast here. I will squat on that take. I don't care. It's mine, and uh, I don't care if I'm wrong. But I think he's coming back. All right, I got my third game here. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, you just went with a big game, a Monday night game, big spread. I'll go with one too. Uh, Philadelphia minus nine points at home against Oakland. Yep, Nick Foles is in there. He has looked pretty solid, to be honest. For Philadelphia, Oakland is garbage. I believe uh, Carr is having one of the lowest kind of like yards per attempt uh, of his career. After an amazing season last year, he's been pretty garbage this year. I don't understand exactly why Oakland is as bad as they are this year. It's it's kind of weird because everybody seemed to think that they were going to be like a potential Super Bowl team, but they're not, and uh, Philly is. Plus, and here's a big one, this is a Monday night game on Christmas Day, all right? Like, Oakland has to fly across the country to get there, be away from their families Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, all that fun stuff. A lot of distractions around this game. I just can't imagine that this doesn't end up being a massive blowout where Philly is winning big time late in this game. So I got Philly minus nine. Does uh, Let's see. Colin does not have this game. No, Jack, I do not. Do you, do you have this game? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're able to move on then. I've taken three. 
You guys have both taken three. So, Colin, you're back up again. All right. I, I see your big spread. I'm going to go even bigger. I'm going to take Baltimore minus 13 and a half Whoa. hosting Indianapolis. Baltimore uh, needs to win their last two to clinch a wild card spot. And the Colts have scored the second fewest points in the NFL. So I think something's going to give there. Baltimore is going to run up the score. They want to prove that they can compete with the Steelers and the elite competition of the AFC. I see what you did there. Uh, yes, that's right. Joe Flacco may prove that he's elite in this situation. Not not overall, but just this situation. Just this one situation. That's right. Uh, Baltimore minus 13 and a half. Jack, do you have this game? I did not, but I don't know that I would trust the Ravens to win by two touchdowns against anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't either, except that's for maybe a, the Green Bay Packers. Or the Colts. Bold, yeah. play. Colts are pretty bad. They are pretty bad, and they're shutting everything down like they do every year. They're pretty used to that, at least. <clears throat> Okay, uh, let's see. So you got four games. Jack, that means you're up with your fourth. Sure. <laughs> you don't have four games? No, he's got it. Oh, do you want me to go? I was trying to be polite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll go. I'll bump you out of your spot. It's all good. All right, my fourth game. I'll go back to another upset, and I don't know why I'm picking this one. Look, we, as I kind of already stated, Colin has pretty much already won this whole thing, right? So now it's maybe time to make a couple crazy picks. And you never know, maybe something weird happens. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to go ahead and take ugh, this pains me to even say out loud. <clears throat> I'm going to take Tennessee plus six and a half. Tennessee sucks. I do not feel good about this pick whatsoever. Um, Why are you making it? I feel like the Rams, right? So they're playing the Rams. Rams that just... Do you, do you, are you referring to the Rams that just blew the f*** out of the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> yeah. That's, at, at Seattle, I might add. Yeah, that that ended the Legion of Boom? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the very team? I did. Uh, that's okay. the team I'm talking and about. And Marcus Mariota inspires confidence. No, not, not whatsoever. Terrific. Um, once again... I hate the Titans. <laughs> they're a terrible football team. And somehow they're still in the playoff hunt, too, which is incredible. My thinking here, I'm going to go a little well, outside the box. Well, that's mostly because the AFC South is, sucks. Yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, my thinking here is that the Rams just, okay, they just played, right, like the best game they could possibly have played against a rival, against, you know, on the road, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty physically draining mentally draining like i'm thinking of a little bit of a letdown game here um i mean they're on the road they got to go to the west coast or the east coast to some degree and it's not all the way to the east coast but you got to the eastern time zone yeah so it's they got to travel a bunch i, I just I, I'm, I'm calling the letdown game right now watch la ends up winning this game by 32 points i, I look forward to that yeah well look i i'm <laughs> down by like eight games right now i get Got to make something up somewhere. Had to make sure to pick one that you didn't take, and this was one of them. I'm sure I'm sure that you were going to. So I don't know. Jack, do you have this game? To be fair, it's only five not. and a half games. Oh, okay. Jack? I do not. Oh, well, you're up either way. So <laughs> are you good now? Can you, can you talk? <laughs> I'm ready. I finished my McNugget. All right. Get I in there. have the Jacksonville Jaguars, our four and a half point favorites, on the road at San Francisco. I'm all in on Blake Bortles. I'm riding the Bortles train. Uh, Bortles service? I did this last year. It didn't work. That's because he sucked last year. Yeah, he was. He's fair. This and the now defense that he has is a good much defense better. And actual weapons. And Fournette's back this week, I think. I, it looks like it. Yeah. Question, question mark? I, yeah. Questionable? I think he's back. Even if he's not. Yeah. I don't. Just in time for fantasy football playoffs for those people that Perfect. still care about that. 
Uh, yeah. I do I'm, not. Uh, <sighs> I don't want to talk about fantasy. All the Bortles on the Blake train. All right. Choo-choo. <laughs> oh, jeez. That pun was horrible. Uh, yeah, I stayed away from this game mostly because Jimmy G is the next best quarterback in the NFL. That dude's that's, a baller. That's right. He's what, 5-0? and oh? He's undefeated. Undefeated as a starter. 5-0 and oh in his first boy. five starts. Jack, are you going to be like soul crushed when it ends up being that he's incredible and Tom Brady only has like two years left or something? Yeah, Tom Brady has 10 years left. That's right. He's got that pseudoscience doctor that follows yeah. him around and yeah. gets kicked yeah. off the sideline. Hmm. Hmm. He has a facility Brett near Favre's the... If broken old Vicodin body hmm. could hang around till like 45, <laughs> then Tom Brady and his avocado ice cream can stick around till he's 48. Avocado ice cream. That's an interesting word for it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He uh, treats a bunch of the Patriots. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Not it's, anymore. I I don't I, I don't uh, anti aging stuff. Hmm. I don't think the Patriots have ever done anything hmm. like illicit no. or like well, borderline there's no track illegal. Record. There's literally no track Certainly record. Certainly not. I would never expect the pa- the Patriots would be the last team I would expect to do anything yeah. that would skirt the the rules of the National Football League. Yeah. Hmm. It's just just interesting. I'll- some wackadoodle scientist uh, <laughs> apparently uh, putting uh, putting avocados and mm-hmm. that that's what yeah, that's that's what Todd Brady's getting. Okay, interesting. All right, all right, um, all right. So let's see. Jack has four. Colin has four. I have. Did I do four, Colin? Yeah, you've got four. All I right, think that puts me up with yeah. my final pick. Yeah, and I'll try to figure out which game I have left. Deal. I I'm going to take Carolina minus ten hosting Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay has fallen apart. They look like a race car in wacky racers just collapsing as they approach the finish line. Sorry, what? Are you not a fan of wacky racers, the, the 1970s Hanna-Barbera cartoon? What the f*** is wacky racers? Who the hell is Hanna-Barbera? Uh, it was a very entertaining cartoon, I'll have you know. Look, look it up sometime. specific analogy. <laughs> yeah. Look, just go to Rockies on like a Wednesday afternoon and they probably have it on their big screen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. The Bucks are coming off of a very short week. They have to travel to Carolina, and a Panther win clinches them a playoff spot. Uh, you know, Carolina held the Buccaneers to three points at Tampa the last time they played, so I think they are able to take care of this game, no problem. By the way, Colin now has three games, or sorry, four games of nine points or over. Love it. Um, Give me those spreads. To be fair, I have three of them and then two underdog picks, so there's just a lot of big spreads this week because teams suck now, uh, or just giving up for all that fun stuff. All right, so let's see. Jack, you are up with your fifth game. Are you able to go now? Or? I am. Okay. I'm uh, I am Seems really ready to bet right against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I have the Bears as six and a half point favorites. They're at home, at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want on a yeah. six and a half point favorite. I'm sure the home crowd really helps they the Bears. Got the home field advantage, home. at least. I mean, they're playing the Browns. Jack, if I asked you this question, right, so six and a half is the spread in this game. Yes. If I give you a six and a half over under number of plays Mitch Trubisky actually knows from the playbook, what, do you, what would you pick? Um, well, he's had a whole season. I feel so, like he knows them. He have you watched him play? Not willingly. They don't trust him to do anything. Oh, anything. you mean like Brett Hundley? No, but I'm saying like, but he's like, he was drafted to be their starter. He is the future. Oh my God, Bears fans, how are you dealing with this? Oh, all right, yeah, I uh, I stayed away from that because that is maybe the worst football game of the entire year. Uh, yeah, and we've picked some awful games yeah, we this have. year. Yeah, uh, Hugh Jackson, 
for the Browns, I believe. Oh, I wish I had the stat right in front of me, but he is like 0-29 on this, Sundays. This is worse than <laughs> on Jet, Sundays. Jets at Denver, which we declared the worst of a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that oh, that game was good. Are you, the Jets are frisky at least, man. Mm, didn't they lose that game like 35 to nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So whatever, they hung in there with the with the uh the Saints, so yeah. Um yeah, Bryce Petty, man. But uh no, but seriously, I mean Hugh Jackson, like Owen 24 or whatever on right. Sundays. He has one win in his last Colin, two, two seasons. What day of the week would you say a majority of NFL football games are played on? Looking at the schedule, I think it's Sunday. Okay. So if you go 0 and 28 on Sunday, you're probably not good. You know, there's there's a trend that's forming there. Let me just put the sunglasses on, right? Hot take. You gotta put the shades on. It's hot. All right. So good God. why do I get crap when I bring in props and this guy is busting out sunglasses because <laughs> I'm just letting him get away with it. I always have it. Um all right, let's see here. Uh, by the way, my mom just texted me. She said, you guys are swearing? I said, yeah, yeah. it's just on YouTube. That's right. We're not going it's through after 10, dark. We're not going through 1070. So. after dark. There we, we go. Do whatever we want. We do whatever we want. Um, it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Okay, uh, you guys have both made your five picks, which means I got one more. I look um, forward to this. Yeah, actually, it's not. That was my crazy. Oh. Tennessee was my crazy pick. I should have saved that for last. And it was indeed crazy. Uh, it was, yeah. And uh, I'm going to also probably, I'm going to take another massive point total <clears> in this one. Kansas City minus 10 over Miami. Miami, I don't trust at all. Granted, they will have their weird games every once in a while, like against New Orleans where they're inspired. But I don't think they're going to get up for Kansas City like they got up for New England. I just, I'm getting that weird little vibe in this game. It's also on the road. It's at Kansas City. Kansas City, who struggled earlier in the year, uh, has played a lot better as of late. So I'm liking the odds there. I feel like uh, I feel like people have kind of discounted them because of that stretch where they had where Andy Reid had to give up play calling and all that stuff. But I feel like they're back. They're making a push, and they're going to go into the playoffs strong. And then Andy Reid's going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, he's going to make it like he does every year. But at least you know that that'll be how that goes. So I got Kansas City minus ten over Miami because once again Jay Cutler. That's it. All right. Those are our five or five picks each. So let's say I had Minnesota minus nine, Atlanta plus five and a half, Tennessee plus six and a half, KC minus 10, and Philadelphia minus nine. Jack had Green Bay plus nine because he's an idiot. Detroit oh. minus five, <laughs> New Orleans minus five and a half, Jacksonville minus four and a half, Chicago minus six, and Colin wraps it up with Minnesota minus nine, Detroit minus five, Pittsburgh minus nine and a half on Monday night, Baltimore minus 13 and a half, the big spread of the week, and Carolina minus 10. A lot of big spreads, and we picked them all. Give me all the favorites, and please. We pretty much picked favorites, which generally is going to go really poorly. So there we go. That's our 15 picks this week. We only have one more week of picks. One week left. One more week. Picked the playoffs last year, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to do that. But I'm saying like one more week of regular picks. I I do want to point out, I just need one correct pick to equal Jack's record last year. Hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry, I was actually drinking soda, so I couldn't really say anything at that point. Um, All right. Well, yeah. So there's our 15 picks. Um, Oh, Oh, we didn't. We didn't talk this one out during our pre-show meeting. Uh, uh, do we do we have a grinder this week? I, I mean, I stand by the one I nominated for last week's podcast, which didn't happen. All right. Well, then tell you what. Give me a second here. 
Oh yeah, it's time for Club Indigo's Grinder of the Week. Here's the real OG, that's the original grinder, Jack Anchelis. Not Jack Anchelis, it's actually going to be Colin Burke who's going to give it to us this week, just because apparently he's the only one that knows it. Unless Jack, unless he just told you and then... He did, but oh, is that like, what, is I would it? like to let Colin deliver. Oh, okay. All right, Go for, for, for my, my first submission to the Grinder of the Week, I want to I wanna put up Detroit's own Eminem. Uh, news broke last week that he is opening a restaurant which will include a dish labeled Mom's Spaghetti. Uh, I, I cannot tip my cap in a large enough gesture to Eminem for selling out like this literally 15 years after 8 Mile came out. He is promoting a dish that he talks about vomiting, like the next lyric. Um, but good for him for selling out. I would do the exact same thing. Okay. I'm okay with it. He's, he's out there grinding. Uh, look, it's not, it's not really selling out. He's, this no, isn't I, his cash flow. Cashing in. He's, oh, he's, this is what he's cashing in he's on. adding cashing to the in. cash flow. Not like his gajillion he's platinum a partner records. in a pop-up dinner and one of the dishes is mom's spaghetti. You got to diversify the portfolio. Yeah, that's going to make him like 13 bucks. <laughs> Per dish. Yeah, he's worth like probably over a hundred million or something. Diversify the portfolio because I heard his latest (laughs) album is trash. Yeah, stocks, bonds, and food trucks. Just how uh, just it's the American dream now in Duluth or in Detroit. That's the American dream. Good lord. All right. Well, we got that. Is there is there anything you guys want? I mean, we're we're here in studio. I mean, I was was there anything you guys want to talk about? I mean, I have a question for Colin. Yeah, as a bobblehead aficionado, how much does it bother you that three or four of these are missing hands and arms? I'm looking at this very sad Rob Deere bobblehead here. Uh, I tell you guys, but screw it. He is missing his right leg and his right hand. He would probably still bat about the oh, and his left ankle. He would probably still yeah. bat about the same thing as he did here, when a, he was a looks brewer. Looks like his neck is broken. Oh, we no. have a hand here. Oh, uh, Joel has the parts. But looks like a bit of an arm. Yeah, we have a, you know, a yeah. little depository of bobbleheads here that's a little bit broken. So uh, Scooter is missing both arms over here. That's okay. That's pretty much how he <laughs> batted anyways while he was here. Yeah, uh, yeah, did he hit like 30 home runs this year? Yeah, this year. Now yeah. with the Brewers. The Chris Fowler bobblehead looks a lot like Nick Saban. Well, you know, they <laughs> a little bit. probably <laughs> just took it. the mold and, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, these things happen to bobbleheads. I, I will treasure the memory of Drew violently shaking his Charlie Moore bobblehead <laughs> <laughs> at one of the Brewers games we went to to the point that the head popped off and rolled about three rows down and scared a small child. <laughs> There we go. Perfect. There we go. All right, here. Um, would you guys like to uh, eulogize the uh, the incoming Dom Capers firing? It's. I don't think it's going to happen. Really? Because I'm with you. I, I'm with you here. But, but why? Because oh. it's the Packers. Why would they ever hold him accountable? Time out to watch this Ryan Braun commercial. Oh. Is he marketable again? <laughs> I guess we're back just in. Local. Uh, no, it's, it's a commercial for Wisconsin. the Bucks that they decided that Ryan Braun was the guy they should go after. I mean, honestly, I, they huh. probably could have picked like anybody. Do we not have a bigger famous Bucks fan? Like that's what we've got is another athlete. What do you think Ryan Braun's a Bucks fan? Uh, the the commercial made him out to be one. Well, I, I mean, the Lakers have to... Jack Nicholson. He was watching and... the Bucks while he was working out. I oh. guess. Was that the commercial? Oh, he was working out. Good to see him not cheating the system yeah. there. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, couldn't they have, I mean, like, would Jimmy Nelson have made him? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, Ryan Braun is a household name, but not exactly for the greatest reason of all time. Ryan Braun forever. Maybe get Aaron Rodgers as a hookup. 
No, he's yeah. checked out. He doesn't have anything. I think he know. may have left the state of Wisconsin. Oh. He's back in California. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be there. Still. Shouts to him for hustling. He's got the Ford, uh, the Ford marketing deal up in uh, the Fox River Valley, and he's got the Chevy deal down here now. He's yeah, that double dip. Got it. Well, got to do the double dip. No, okay. So he had a, a Ford. Fo- so he had a Ford thing. Well, um, and like, he gets that Ford into every State Farm ad he does. Yeah, because he has like a big national F-150 thing. But then he also does stuff for Bergstrom, I think, here in, well, both the Fox Valley and there's Bergstrom here in Madison. Ballweg down here. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know, man. That dude's just getting money from everywhere. Got to diversify. Yeah. You got to yeah. diversify. Next thing you know, he's going to make the R-E-L-A-X burger. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be out of football in two years. So well, he's a vegan. That money. So what? That was take. my hot goodness. Take. <laughs> Jack just slid that one in there. All right, Jack. On why? The sly. No. Why? I think I would not out of football. He's got some years left, but I don't think he's with the Packers past this contract. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Colin Cowherd here in studio. I think they're gonna have two more years where they don't do enough to content well that wouldn't surprise me at all he's gonna bail and if they try to tag him he'll just say i'm not gonna play for you hmm that'd be a bold move i don't know um here i'll I'll just say this about the defense um and the whole dom capers thing i find it really interesting uh that people who cover the packers for a living um Essentially, for the past three or four years, every year Packers season has gone down in flames at some, you know, historical juncture uh, of just painful losses in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And last second losses or Seattle or whatever. Uh, Or honestly, you know, 2011, that team was 15 and one, but they had literally one of the worst defenses in the history of the league. So there's all this evidence mounted up over the years that Dom Capers. I don't, whatever, Dom Capers' defenses, his personnel, his schemes, his whatever. It just, it hasn't worked on that side of the ball. And Packer fans rightly, absolutely rightly, have a long time been, not you know, maybe, maybe not advocating for him to be fired, but have at least rightly advocated that something's not right here. And there obviously needs to be some sort of changes made. To which every season, Packers writers and reporters and people who cover the team would kind of somehow rally around the team on Twitter, like as a unison group or writing their papers or blogs or whatever. And suddenly they get all these little people to come in and be like, hey, Capers is bad. The defense is bad, which is pretty much just an objective fact. And then they would say, well, hold up, hold up. Oh, you're not looking at all the factors here. Uh, There's uh, lots of injuries. And uh, uh, look at this player was out for this time and blah, blah, blah. And there just was constantly piling up excuses. And Dom Capers is a highly respected coach in the NFL. Well, I would be respected, too, if all my opponents got to come in and whip my ass, basically, for 60 minutes every Sunday. I mean, if I was a coach in the, anywhere in the league and I was about to play the Packers and I was the offensive coach, I'd be sitting there going, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. This is going to be great. I would have looked smart as hell today. So, like, what I don't understand is that for years, all the people covering the team have been sticking up for Dom because he's apparently the greatest human being that's ever lived and the most respectable coach in the world. And if he's a great person, that's awesome. Whatever. More power to you. But his job is to help win football games, and he's not doing his job. And I find it really weird that writers now all this year, writers and media and whoever, those same people who are poo-pooing the, 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 the fans and the average Joes and those dumb morons like me out there for years are now suddenly saying, 
Oh, Dom Capers, he's going to be gone. They're going to move on from Dom Capers. When, when you really look at it, the Packers' defense this year, like, I don't know, Colin, can you tell me the Packers' defense this year, are they worse? Are they demonstrably worse than they have been in the past six years? No, but their ass is in the breeze because Rodgers isn't covering it up for them. Okay, but we probably should have been able to come to that conclusion without, with the last time we were missing Rodgers. Or, or even while he was still on the field, somehow recognized the fact that maybe the defense wasn't good enough. Except that the culture around the Packers is as long as they make the playoffs, everything is fine. That is. That's the Mark Murphy way. Because every time he's like, any time anybody ever asks him about change in any way, like, hey, what's the future of Ted Thompson? What's the future of Mike, or Mike McCarthy, of Capers, whatever? He just goes, well, we made the playoffs eight straight years, so don't worry about it. Well, guess what? You can't say that now, Mark. And Mark has never made any football decision ever in his career. He inherited Ted Thompson. I'm not even, like, that's not an exaggeration. He hasn't made one. He hasn't had to hire a new GM, a co, you know, whatever, anything down the line. That dude is just a mouthpiece for the franchise. That's all he is. He hasn't done anything. So I guess what I, I guess the thing that bothers me is, well, one, I think he's still going to come back because this is a franchise that preaches nothing but accountability for its players and like, oh, well, we just got to hold each other accountable as teammates. And you hear that crap from every coach in the league. It's about accountability. Okay, well, that, that should extend for your coaching staff as well. And it certainly doesn't extend from Tom Capers, I can tell you that, because he's failed at his job for seven years. And if I was ever that bad at something for that long, I would hope that somebody would fire me because I didn't deserve <laughs> to do that thing. It's just incredible to me, though, that suddenly the, the media branch or the, the People's Republic newspaper of the Green Bay Packers, which seems to be all the writers and all the beat, beat reporters, have now just suddenly changed their tune when, in reality, the defense, it's crappy this year, but it, it is not crappier than any other year. It's bad this year. But honestly, you remember last year? They were getting burned. Like, last year, Julio Jones in the playoff game had, like, 17 yards of separation on third and goal. <laughs> like, they were, like, there was, like, Ladarius Gunter was out of the back of the f***ing end zone. And, like, and that was our game plan against one of the best receivers in the league. And we, I mean, that was worse last year than it was this year. That's this, what makes me mad. This is a defense that has had how many picks invested in their defense? Pretty much all of them. I, I did this. Sure feels like I, I did way. this research last year. Dom Capers now, this is his 10th season with the Packers, I want to say. Has it been that long? Yeah. Uh, the Packers have drafted in the first round every year except for this year. Every So he in that time, he's had seven first-round picks on defense, two on offense in that time. Um, and then this year, they get King with their first pick. of the, It's the first pick of the second round, essentially a first-round pick. Yes, they have a total overall more draft picks on defense and first-round picks on defense and nothing. I, I just... Well, but you look at it's the amazing. hit rate of those draft picks. Like that's the major difference between the Vikings defense and the Packers defense. The Vikings have hit on so many of their picks. Though they also have a defensive coach that knows what he's doing is in Zimmer. I mean, that that dude's good. He's always been good. Yep. He, when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals, he made Aaron Rodgers look silly whenever they played him. I oh, and also you want to talk Minnesota. I mean, if you go back and look at Minnesota's drafts over the last four or five years, they have consistently traded up into the first round and gotten extra picks. I mean, they have more first round picks in their first like three or four in the last three or four years than, you know, three or four. Let's put it that way. I mean, there was one year they had three first round picks and like no other picks the rest of the draft. Well, guess what? Those guys turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
any of the Packers. I mean, every year when the Vikings are coming up, you're thinking, hey, they might be they might be trading up to get somebody. When the Packers uh, is is Ted going to trade down? Is he going to trade down? Uh, 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 oh, he traded down. Traded oh, down. why not? I don't know. Those are just a couple of the little things. But guess what? Dom's coming back. I, if I could share one Dom Capers it. story that Do I it. was treated to by friend of the pod, Alex Kane, former uh, former draft house judge. Uh, he shared and our fantasy baseball league champion this year. That's correct. Defending baseball champion. Uh, he shared a moment that he shared with his father uh, when they caught Dom Capers asleep in the press box and caught it on TiVo and reviewed it, as Kane said, like the Zapruder film, trying Seriously? to determine if he was asleep. And it sure looked like he was out, just taking a couple plays off. Uh, it was a game at Arizona, so maybe the time change caught up with him. But, you know, it, the fourth quarter of those games can, can get a little boring and you just doze off a little bit. I, I just, I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, uh, we had Pete Doherty on uh, the Mike Heller show this afternoon, and he was kind of alluding to, uh, you know, McCarthy really respecting capers and them kind of being pretty close and stuff. And, like, <laughs> once again... This business, as we've heard from coaches and GMs and whatever throughout the years, is not a business about friendship. It's a business about winning. And if you're not winning, I don't care about your friendship. <laughs> all right? If you are winning, then be best friends. Go marry each other. Go, go be in a domestic partnership if you're such good friends. I don't care. But if you're not winning, then I do care. And get the hell out. Because probably should be held accountable like you say about all the players i gotta be held accountable for their actions on the field and off but i don't because i'm dom capers i'm a cockroach <laughs> in about a million years we're gonna all have died of a nuclear holocaust and i'm still gonna be trying to figure out ways to not guard receivers who are really good i'll guard the crappy ones though my defenses will be mediocre enough against bad quarterbacks but when it comes to facing good quarterbacks oh boy watch out oh nelly I don't know that I've ever heard Dom Capers talk, but I apparently it's Keith Jackson. I think that's what he sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, just, I'm on one, man. I just <laughs> I don't even know. Like, if he does get fired, I don't even know what. Like, it's either going to be the happiest day in my life, or I mean, or up there at least top five. Or <laughs> aren't you married? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said at least top five. <laughs> or. Or it's just going to be a day where I say, oh, finally, congratulations, you did what we fans, like, okay. Spoiler alert, that's how it's going to go for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I don't know if you guys have noticed, though, I mean, Colin, you probably follow more Packers-centric people on Twitter than Jack. Um, it's probably close. But, like, literally, <laughs> if, you, if you ever see somebody say that they think the Packers should move on from dom capers in any way even if it's like a pretty well-constructed argument it's suddenly just like oh look at this moron <laughs> well guess what they're probably going to move on from him and does that mean that we were wrong the last four years people like me who thought the way we did no <laughs> it doesn't i don't know that's all i got sorry i had to get on my soapbox well, Jack, you, know, you don't have to deal uh, with this crap i think mike mccarthy said it best they just got to play better they got to go back and look at the tape and just Play better. Mike McCarthy the other day, he was asked about the defense. I wish I had this soundbite brought up. <laughs> he was asked about the defense and, like, why they aren't playing better, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, so what, you know, like, what, what's been going wrong with the defense the last couple of weeks or whatever? He goes, well, you know, we just, we got to play better. 
<laughs> the slow clap. Yeah. What an answer. I mean, just that inspires, or that just inspires that answer. It's just, yeah, we just got to play better. Why did we think about that one, Mike? Yeah, if we had thought about that like six years ago, we could have had a couple Super Bowls by now. Play better. <laughs> Skate better. Yeah. All right. Team Pup and Suds for life. I have, uh, I think I've ranted and raved enough. So I think we've reached that I point. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I just, you know, I was getting mad. <laughs> I was getting mad. All right. Uh, as always, thank you guys a bunch for listening to the Vinklecast today. If you listened on the YouTube stream, that's at youtube.com slash JoelDF. You got the unedited, unfiltered version. Yeah. If not, if you listened elsewhere. I even swore once. You did. You were the wow. first one to swear. <laughs> wow. Uh, if not, you got the uh, edited version, which is cool, too. Whatever. Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow me at Twitter at Joel Finkelman. You can follow Colin on Twitter at Colin Q. Burke. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Anchelies. Uh, go, go ahead and check out the blog at thebig1070.com slash Joel, where I'll post this podcast and all the other ones and other stuff as well. Uh, check out, let's see, the iHeartRadio app. I got my own channel on the big, big app. All you got to do is search for the Finkelcast there. You can go on any podcast app whatsoever, any iTunes-based one or whatever. Search for the Finkelcast. You'll also find me there. Did I say, is that everything? You guys you guys I, never listen when I do that I part of the so. show, do I? Yeah. I usually tune out. I awesome. think you covered it all. Awesome. Jack's busy over there texting his phone. All right. Anyways, we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, Jack, thanks so much for bringing me dinner tonight. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was a good uh, McDonald's stop. Shout out to the McPick, too. Yeah. It's a hell of a deal. There we go. Colin, Burke, all the way from Minnesota. Thanks for coming into town, buddy. Always a pleasure. Sky, you might row the boat. Yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Fingalcast. Peace out. Time Caper sucks. She was cool. She was red hot. I mean, she was steaming.